0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome back to the Testudo Talk podcast. I'm Andrew Chotis. Alongside the entire football beat today, Emmett Siegel, Colin McNamara. We'll be breaking down the Terps football schedule, all 12 games, giving our predictions. How are you guys today? I'm
0: doing well. I'm excited. Uh, We got just about a week before the Maryland football season starts, so excited to kind of break down every game in the schedule this year.
2: Yep, Exciting stuff
1: here. Uh, so I guess I guess we can just kind of go right into the schedule Let's look at the first game, which is crazy how it's, you know, just over a week away. Uh, the Terps will be taking on Towson. Colin, do you want to give us your, your prediction for that game?
2: Yeah. So um, for Towson, obviously kind of penciled in as, as a win for the Terps. They've only played twice with uh, the last game coming in 2017 a blowout win 63 to 17 for the Terps, uh, Towson's got a new head coach, new quarterback under center. Uh, just don't see them being ready to kind of take on a program such as Maryland in week one.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mike Loxley is from Towson. Uh, that's where he played. So that's like the only real interesting storyline mm-hmm. that I see for this game. I think it's just kind of like Colin said, going to be more of a matter of how many points Maryland scores, how maybe some of the new pieces look, um, uh, than the result because i think we all are going to be in agreement that this is probably going to be a blowout win for maryland
1: yeah and i'll say it kind of looks like what maryland how their schedules kind of looked early on the season for the past few years you know under locksley you kind of almost pencil in those first two three games as wins obviously we'll talk about those later but i'm in agreement with you guys i think it's kind of be kind of just going to be if maryland scores you know a bunch of points and really just how many i think it's going to be a pretty easy blowout win uh, for the turps at home i
0: agree um Week two is a little bit, well, you know, we don't need to spend too much time on, you know, Towson, right? We'll, we'll preview it next week. But um, week two is Charlotte coming to College Park. um, Another game where Maryland's going to be favored by a lot in. Uh, obviously, Charlotte is an FBS program, at least recently became an FBS program as opposed to Towson, which is FCS. So perhaps you'll see a little bit narrower talent gap, but I think we all will probably be in agreement. I'll let you guys, you know, Give your thoughts, but I think we'll all be in agreement. This is probably another big win for Maryland. Uh, night game, so you know, a little interesting, right? It's on NBC, so you know, perhaps an opportunity for Maryland to maybe once again run up the score a little bit and you know get a little bit of buzz as it as it heads uh, farther into the season with you know some of its top players performing on national television.
2: Right, and yeah, Charlotte pretty much has an entirely kind of new roster um uh, via the transfer portal um 319 from last year just don't really see them coming into college park and upsetting the turps.
1: yeah and it's kind of an interesting point you made con you know they got they got a couple of maryland former maryland guys on the team there as well so that's a storyline to look out for but i'm in agreement with you guys obviously we saw what happened in the charlotte game last year i think maryland the uh, d- doubles down on charlotte this year
0: yeah and biff poji their coach uh former st francis academy coach then was up uh, some sort of special assistant at michigan so um, you know, he's very familiar with Maryland and, you know, recruiting and all that. So hence the, like you said, hence the uh, former Maryland players on the roster. So yeah, maybe, maybe some, some friendly competition there, but the Maryland should come out on top. I think we're all going to be in agreement that they're going to be two and O. Um, and I'm going to go on a limb and say, we'll probably be in agreement that they will be three and O as well. We'll jump into the next game, which is Virginia. Uh, Virginia at home is a Friday night game. So a little bit of a short turnaround. They're going to be wearing those new blackout, uh, Terp script uniforms. I know I'm a big fan of them. Um, So, yeah, those are really cool. They just revealed them recently. But, you know, UVA is their power conference team, at least, you know, as far as power conference still exists in college football. Um, But realistically, last year, I mean, their season obviously derailed at the end by, you know, a lot of tragedy. But um, even before everything went down and their final two games got canceled, they were not a very good football team. They were three and seven. Um, They had losses to Pitt by 30, Duke by 21, Illinois by 21. Their quarterback, Brendan Armstrong, who is probably their best player um, on the offensive side of the ball, or at least their most important player is gone. I see another big win for Maryland. I see them kind of rolling to a 3-0 start at home.
1: Yeah, and then it's kind of – Virginia, obviously, this is a, a team that a few years ago they were competing in the Orange Bowl, you know, in the Bryce Perkins, Brock, Bronco Mendenhall. They're really a really successful team. And kind of just the past past few years they've kind of fallen back to earth. And they went from a 500 team to what happened last year, obviously a tra- tragic end to the season. But, I, again, I think it's going to be a, a comfortable win for Maryland. So I think they start season three now. Yeah, and kind of like you
2: mentioned, I think the most kind of exciting part about this game is going to be the blackout uniforms, of seeing those on the Terps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, three and seventeen from last year. They lost probably their best player, um, and you know they were still last in the scoring in the ACC. It's just I just I just don't see them upsetting the Terps here. You know, three no start from
1: Maryland. And, you know, and I think the other um, almost unfortunate things I think if if Virginia, if they had kind of continued the momentum that they had over the past few years, I mean this is this has been a rivalry game in the past as well. So I think that's kind of something that that might be missing from this game, which is a little unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I mean, Maryland, Virginia, I, you know, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Perhaps I, I should have done that now that I think about it, but, you know, they've played so many times over the years. They so, I've, yeah, I mean, they've they've they faced each other numerous times when they were in the ACC, you know, dating back to the beginning of the conference. So they're obviously familiar with each other, but, you know, the landscape has kind of changed. They used to be, you know, kind of an even showdown and it feels like they're, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, Virginia would have beaten Maryland by a lot. And now it feels like Maryland will be, you know, I, I don't have, I don't think any, uh, numbers have been released yet, but I'm gonna go on a limb and say Maryland will be at least two, maybe three touchdown favorites against Virginia. Which, you know, like we all said, they should be, you know, heavily favored to to win and start three. Uh, now, Colin, you want to introduce the next game as we uh, as we get into the Big Ten schedule and kind of you know start the meat of it?
2: Right. Um. Yeah. So you know, start of the Big Ten play, uh, Michigan State. Uh, Maryland played them last year. They, they Michigan State went five and seven last year. Maryland beat them uh, twenty seven to thirteen, but now uh, Michigan State losing their quarterback and top wide receiver in Peyton Thorne, uh, who went to Auburn, and and Kian Coleman, who went to Florida State, and I just don't think that they made enough changes, uh, you know, to kind of flip the result from
1: last year. I'll step in. Uh, well, I guess the number one thing Michigan State is that right now they they don't have a bona fide quarterback one as uh, last year. You know, the past few years, this was a team that was, you know, they were looking at nine, ten wins last year. Kind of just everything was was disastrous for Mel Tucker and, and company over there. But again, I think their biggest thing is, you know, you're one week in the season and you still don't have uh, a QB. I think, you know, in East Lansing, I think I think that might provide some trouble for Maryland. So I do think it's going to be a close game, but I think Maryland edges them out and just just becomes four now.
0: I agree with you guys, and I think there would definitely be a time of the season that I would consider this. Um, I mean, I think it's a very winnable game for Michigan state where I Mm -hmm. might chalk this up as a Michigan state win. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Maryland to win it just because it's early enough in the season. Like you said, Andrew and Colin, their quarterback situation is so in flux. I mean, you probably have maybe Noah Kim starting who, you know, pretty much has like no real starting experience as a, as a quarterback playing his first big 10 game, Um, you know, it's at home, which can be an advantage, but you know, it's before the weather is going to get really cold up there. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly where spirits will be after their Mm non-conference schedule. So I'm going to lean towards a Maryland win. I can see a scenario where maybe Michigan State catches them. I mean, that's your first road game. Um, there's a chance that Maryland will be somewhat untested, but I still think Maryland has enough to get the job done there. And it's early enough in the season that Michigan State might not have its kinks
1: worked out yet. Yeah, and no, and I know that you mentioned early in the season. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Michigan State's early season schedule plays out because their first four games are home, and they and right before Maryland, they have a game at home against Washington. But I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to kind of gauge how the matchup might end up being like.
0: Yeah, we saw last year. Um, I don't remember if it was the game right before uh, Michigan State and Maryland played, but but Washington and, and Michigan State played, and you no, know, Michael Penix just was throwing the ball all over the place uh, for for Washington, and you know, running up the score on Michigan State, and that kind of wasn't the beginning, but I think it was the beginning of people starting to realize that Michigan state, you know, perhaps they're here before with, you know, with Kenneth Walker, where they won like 11 games. Um, perhaps that was a little bit fluky. You know, their defense was, if I remember correctly, their, their passing defense was one of the worst passing defenses in the big 10, but they had a ridiculous number of turnovers forced in the red zone. Um, you kind of saw the reverse of that where, where maybe those flaws started to get exposed. I think Mel Tucker, you know, probably in the long run will end up being a, a good coach for them. But, uh, I think there's a lot of question marks being raised about that contract he got, you I know, mean, because yeah, how quickly years. it's fallen off.
1: I, yeah, I know well, how, well, the contract is what, 10 years long, something like that. It's, yeah. it's,
0: yeah, it's like eight or nine years and it's like yeah, $80 crazy. million, dollars, something along I, those lines. So, you know, they're, they're very, they they have no choice but to be committed to him for the long yeah, term. No. I
2: believe it's 10 years, 95 million.
0: Wow. So a lot of money. You got nine, what, nine years left of Mel Tucker. Um, unless you can buck up $50 million or whatever to buy them out. Maybe it'll work out. I think the good thing about that contract kind of in a, in a backwards way, and we're kind of getting a little bit off topic here, but in a backwards way, a good thing about that contract is that you've no choice, but to be patient and let him build it. You know, maybe you don't want to go through those growing pains, but so quickly in college football, we see coaches get fired after like two years. And now Michigan state has no choice, but to give him a little bit of a longer leash and kind of let him build the program. So, you know, that could be kind of a, a, a weird reverse benefit of that um yeah does anyone else have anything to add about the michigan state game i think all of us have maryland at 4-0 right now
1: which yeah. is yeah and I, and I think that that's kind of the the theme of maryland football for the past two years though they start off 3-4-0 everyone gets their hopes up and i think right when we talk about the few matches we're going to get into you kind of get the meat of the schedule i think this is where maryland kind of defines themselves so i'm very very intrigued to see what you guys think about the next few matchups
0: well i think the next matchup like you said, Maryland's had its fair share of uh, struggles after after a hot start. Um, you would hope that that won't, from a Maryland perspective, you would hope that won't come to an end against Indiana. Indiana mm-hmm. might be the worst team in the Big Ten this year, and they get them at home. I mean, I, I'm once again looking at, like, as I'm, you know, talking about this schedule, we're, we're saying it out loud, you're realizing just, like, how well it shapes up for Maryland to get off to a really good start and build up those wins earlier in the season, which are really important, obviously, as we know. Um, based on some of the teams they're going to play later in the year. I have Maryland beating Indiana pretty comfortably. Um, Yeah. If they, the the only way I could see that in any way, you know, being a problem is if there's some sort of letdown after um, or, you know, a bubble gets popped at Michigan state or something. Um, I just think Indiana is just, you know, not a good team. I could see them being the worst team in the big 10 this year. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. um, As far as Indiana goes, would have to be like a super low scoring affair. Uh, Maryland's offensive line would have to go up like eight sacks I mean you know Indiana actually has a pretty solid kind of running back core right now but I mean outside of that there's not many you know re- redeemable parts of their team so yeah I also have Maryland winning this game pretty comfortably
1: yeah I, I, I'm with you guys I mean last year against Indiana that, that was a, a bit of a scare uh, for, for the Terps you know when when Talia went down and Billy Edwards kind of had to come in and save the day but I mean I'm I'm, I'm with you you kind of look it's kind of this schedule, to be frank, Maryland fans may not want to hear this. They haven't they have an easy schedule, right? I mean, if you look at the Big Ten outs, I think, of course, you have still play Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. But this is this is an easy schedule for Maryland, uh, in when it, kind of in the whole scheme of things. And it kind of lines up perfectly for them to take an undefeated record into our next matchup against Ohio State.
0: Yep. Um Ohio State, you know, they they've been they've been kind of knocked off their pedestal a little bit in the past two years, maybe by Michigan at as you know, the, the premier team, in the Big Ten, that's, you know, winning it at least. Um, and they had that long string where they just were pretty much running the conference. But I think they're still probably the most talented team in the conference this year. It's a road game for Maryland. I mean, I you know, if Maryland's, say hypothetically, we're all right, and Maryland is 5-0, and you're assuming that Ohio State will have probably at worst one loss. Maybe they lose to Notre Dame, but, you know, they'll probably have at worst one loss that year. That'll be a big-time game. Maryland will be on a big-time stage, and we all know you know, Maryland's history on big time stages this time I see them losing, but not necessarily because, you know, they, they, you know, just, just fall apart, but just because I think Ohio state on the road is just, it's too much of an uphill climb. So I would definitely have Maryland losing its first game of the year here at Ohio state. And um, I think it would be, take a pretty Herculean effort for for anything otherwise to happen.
1: Yeah. I uh, like you. I'm, I'm, I think the road thing is the most, the most important factor here. Maryland's never been Ohio State before. They're not going to do it this year. I just, I I don't see the Terps pulling out a win uh, in Columbus. I think, like you said, I think they can probably keep it close within, I would say probably around two scores or something like we saw last year. I think the game will be competitive, but I think it'll kind of, you know, run out as the game gets uh, later into the game. So I think Maryland is five and one at this point. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with that kind of notion, Andrew. I think first three quarters, Maryland might be, you know, within a score or two, but I think um, Ohio State kind of runs away with it in the fourth quarter. Marvin Harrison might put up like 300 yards against us without Deontay Banks. I mean, it it, it might, it might get rough in in the fourth quarter.
0: I I would be willing to go far enough that I think it could get rough much earlier than the fourth quarter, uh, especially on the road. I mean, what was it last time Maryland played on the road at Ohio state,
1: Ohio state last time they played points or something like that at Ohio state. Uh, It was 66 to 17 in 2021. Yeah. And I'm
0: pretty sure Sean Jones like broke his leg. It was like the worst possible outcome that was right after that was the week right after they got blown out by iowa i'm pretty sure too so um hopefully it doesn't go that bad if you're hoping for a good season from maryland but um but yeah i think we're all in agreement that ohio state that would be probably the most unlikely win you know in maryland football history if they were to win that game um but it would I mean, be quite a statement if they were to do that imagine being more eligible through six weeks that would be that would be pretty remarkable um, but, yeah. but Andrew, you want to leave us with the next game? The next game I see as a, as kind of a toss up, maybe the first, um, real toss up that I see in, in my mind on the
1: schedule. Uh, I, I, that's, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say the exact same thing. I think Maryland's schedule at this point, it's kind of aligned for them to be in that five and one in a pretty comfortable spot, but then you kind of look at the division and you look at, at the, at those middle teams. And this is basically where Maryland has to look itself in the mirror and say, all right, for the past few years, this is kind of where we face our struggles, where we need to kind of, um, you know, make a statement. And I, I, I've i kind of been going back and forth a little bit, just thinking about this game against Illinois. I think having them at home, I think definitely helps Merrill in this case, but Illinois Merrill, these have been two pretty comparable teams over the past few years. I can almost kind of give Illinois the edge there. And it's gonna be a really tough game, a really close game, Uh I'm going to say Maryland edges them out, but it's extreme. It's an extremely difficult win that's going to come down to the wire.
0: Colin, you want to uh, want to give your thoughts real quick?
2: Yeah, I'm actually going to pick Illinois for this one. One one of the only losses I'm going to have Maryland having outside of, you know, the big 10, big three in in Penn State, Ohio State and Michigan. Um, I just that defense is tough. I mean, or first in the nation in, in, in points allowed per game and interceptions while they did lose, you know, defensive coordinator, uh, Ryan Walters, who's who's now at Purdue and and Devin Witherspoon was taken fifth overall in um, the NFL draft by the Seattle Seahawks, which kind of tell you the kind of defense that they had. Um, I just, I, you know, it, the, 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 the Terps offensive line is is just such a big question mark that I don't know if they're going to be able to, Kind of withstand that that Illinois defense, you know, maybe it take it takes a bigger step back than than I'm expecting them to with with those departures. But I, I think it's going to be a pretty low scoring game. I think both teams are going to score under you know 25 points, and I, I think Illinois just
1: barely edges them out. And I mean, not to interrupt you, I just want to put in a, a quick point here. Yeah, just seeing Illinois a few times in person last year, they're just so frustrating to play against. You know, they kind of just they battled between the trenches, and they're so hard to score any points points against. And I think Colin, I think you hit it right on the head there. I think it's going to be a really low scoring game, but I'm interested. Cause you said, cause you have the Ohio state on that's back-to-back losses. I'm, I'm just intrigued how that, you know, might might affect Merrill's demeanor, you know, head into the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. That's, that's kind of the,
1: the, uh, the
0: point I want to make because um, you guys kind of hit on most of the stuff, you know, when it comes to how those two teams match up, like if you're assuming they're coming off a loss against Ohio state, which I think everybody in the country will assume that they're going mm-hmm. to lose to Ohio state. Then you got to make sure that if you want to have a special season and, you know, this season is such an important season for Mike Loxley to, you know, help take that next step. It's the last year of Talia Tungvalu, a quarterback and, you know, all, all sorts of uh, losses looming elsewhere. And, you know, uh, you know, it, it's a big year for the program, right. In terms of, you know, improving the win total, you can't let one loss start to snowball your season. And that's why this game, to me, I look at it and I, and I was thinking about Michigan State for this title, but I look at the Illinois game as, you know, perhaps the most important game on their schedule. Um, maybe not the hardest game, maybe not the game that's going to have the most eyeballs on it, but probably the most important game when you're looking at determining what kind of season uh, Maryland will have. It, it draws a lot of comparisons in my mind to the Purdue game last year uh, where Maryland was, I believe, four and one going into that game, uh, maybe five and one. I don't think they were. I think they were four and one going into that game in such a winnable game against a, a kind of similar opponent. I mean, Illinois defense was a little bit better than um, than maybe maybe Purdue was last year, but you know a tough opponent from the Big Ten West that that ended up making the uh, Big Ten Championship game in such a winnable game for Maryland that when you look back at last season, that's the game that stands out to a lot of people as you know maybe maybe the difference between you know a, a seven win campaign and an eight win campaign. That's kind of what I look at this game for um, mm-hmm. because it's at home. I'm giving Maryland a slight edge, but I like you like you are Andrew, but I can see Colin's point that I could I could definitely see Illinois winning this game. Um, should be a really close game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, 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 am looking at that one as, as an exciting game, uh, to watch out for Maryland in terms of, you know, determining what, what its season will look like next year or this year, this fall and next month.
1: Yeah. I, I, I guess we can kind of transition this into, well, if a bi-week after that Maryland does, but then they travel to, uh, to Evanston to take on Northwestern. I'm pretty sure we're all going to be in agreement over, Uh, The result on this one, obviously, Northwestern, before what's happened in the past few months, which is, we I mean, I touched on that a few few episodes back. Um, That's a program in in turmoil. uh, And on the field, they've struggled for a few years now. I think Maryland wins by a lot of points.
0: I'm going to say Maryland will win, but by not a ton of points, just because Northwestern, it gets weird up there sometimes when it gets cold and windy and, you know maybe, maybe it's an 11 o'clock local kick um i think maryland wins just because northwestern doesn't have enough on its roster and like you said that, that program's in such a state of turmoil but no matter what happens the the previous two games with maryland that by week should should help them clean up um uh, anything that happens so so i look at that as another maryland win which would have them sitting at wow seven and one i didn't realize you know seven I and i know after I know. After, I know. after eight games you know when i say that out loud i might have to go back and revise it but uh yeah yeah i've maryland beating northwestern as well
2: yeah um emmett you mentioned you know a snowball effect kind of occurring between you know if maryland loses to ohio state then illinois i think that snowball gets completely deflated here against northwestern as i think the terps are going to um kind of obliterate uh northwestern um on the road um you know i just i just there's just so much change happening at northwestern i just don't think even if there wasn't change happening I think Maryland blows them out but with all this change I just don't see it being an even competitive you know game at any point
0: the good thing about Maryland even if you know there's weather or whatever at Northwestern is at Maryland by that point in the season you would hope has worked out its offensive line a bit and has a good enough running game that you know last year uh, the game that stands out to me with Northwestern last year they lost all but one game um but the you know the game that that stands out to me last year was when Ohio State went there. It was an early yeah. start. Ohio State couldn't throw a pass because it was too windy. Um, I, you know, Ohio State can run the ball at will too. Um, I think this Northwestern team is probably worse than that team was last year, and um, and Maryland should be able to run the ball. I look at them probably having a big game there, um, but maybe a little closer than both of you guys are predicting. But, but I think we're on the same page that Maryland will win that game.
1: Okay, and I guess we could will lead into that with uh, potentially how the season lines up uh, uh, the biggest game of Maryland football in a, in a while uh, home against Penn state. Uh, this is Penn state. I think we're all agreeing agreement. That's probably Penn state's best roster in a few years. Now uh, drew allers kind of hoping to take the mini lines to the college football playoff. And I think Maryland, I think they'll try to put up a good fight. I don't think they have it in them uh, to beat Penn state. I don't see it happening. I think Penn State wins comfortably and Maryland drops to 7 and 2.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, Penn State is in that echelon this year with Ohio State and Michigan, his best team in the Big Ten.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Drew Aller, I, you know, we all have a lot of high hopes for him. I think everybody does. I think everyone thinks that, you know, he could be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference in his first full year starting. The biggest thing for Penn State is going to be getting that experience under him because he hasn't started a game before in college. The good thing is that for them, he doesn't really have to play anyone until Ohio State on October 21st. I would really be concerned about them losing to by then I think we'll be experienced enough that I will have no concerns at the quarterback position. I definitely have no concerns about their defense or running, running the ball. Um, So, yeah, like you said, I think it'll be a big game in the lead up to it. The stadium will be packed. I think the fans are going to be wearing gold. I think the team will probably be wearing gold, whatever those uniforms look like. It should be a really fun environment. Uh, but at the end of the day, I see Penn State winning that game too.
2: Yeah, I think this is kind of the game that every Maryland fan has kind of circled on their calendar. I think if there's any game that any you know Maryland fan wants them to win, it's this one at home. Would maybe be the most kind of electric win in program history. But you know, losing thirty to nothing last year. And then, you know, with Drew Aller coming in, which, I mean, yet to be seen how his talent will translate, you know, or how his talent will really translate. He played a little bit last year, but, you know, no starts or anything with the super senior under center. But, um, yeah, I, I I I agree with you guys. I just – Penn State's just too big, too strong for Maryland. And that, again, that offensive line is – I'll go back to it. It's, it's questionable and with Chop Robinson returning. Uh, I, I just – don't think that 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 maryland has it in them
0: i think if maryland wins though i think we're all in agreement that this is, this is a field storming kind of game the fans Absolutely. will be on the field if maryland wins the goalposts are are headed oh, yeah. into uh i don't know where <laughs> there's no lake the beltway i don't know
1: <laughs> teased- bring, bring, what do like 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 with tennessee day when they beat bama bring, bring put the goalposts in the in the, in the ocean there's yeah no ocean. but the, they'll be halfway <laughs> walking no them
0: across campus and they'll get stuck by the construction so probably to go anyway <laughs> it's not it's, it,
1: it, don't, don't even laugh it's they honestly probably will they'll get yeah. they'll get told by dots for 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 bringing over the uh
0: thing goal post yeah i
1: forgot I forgot what the goal post is
0: yeah well, <laughs> um uh, go yeah,
1: take, take yeah. it no, all take right
0: i'll I'll, uh, I'll hit the next one so now we're into what is this this is the 10th game of the year um we've picked nine games do we all are we all in agreement on the records if if we're in agreement on the records this yeah. might not be a very interesting podcast to listen to. No, I mean,
1: no, it's very weird awesome. that I that I have Maryland seven 2 That's like, 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 like you said, saying that out loud is like, like, I don't want to come off like, oh my god, we go Maryland. But that's like, I think that's genuinely fair looking at their schedule. I mean, that's just the schedule
0: life. shape and, and Colin. Now I do realize that you picked Illinois to beat them, but uh,
1: yeah, like when you look
0: at this schedule with the combination of the schedule and the team that Maryland has this year, this is such a such a, like I said before, such a big opportunity for them to like really establish themselves. I mean, they've been growing and, you know, kind of maybe quietly, you know, inching themselves uh, into more competition with, with some of the, the better teams in the conference. But you know, like, if you start seven and one, or even if you're seven and two and you just lost to Penn state, yeah. like they'll be ranked probably pretty highly. I mean, if Penn state were, I mean, we're assuming Penn state, you know, we're moving from that game, but you know, that would probably be like a top. 20 matchup top 15 matchup in the country i mean you'd have some real national eyeballs on maryland but now it's on them right if they do have real national eyeballs on them to like prove that they're legit and prove that they're actually a really good team and then next week after that penn state game you're on the road at nebraska which is a tough place to play um i have this one as a loss for maryland i think maryland might be a better team than nebraska this year Um, but nebraska has a new coach they have matt rule who I mean, his his pedigree in college football speaks for itself. What he did at Temple and then at Baylor, um, and Nebraska is always a tough place to play. They sell that place out every single game. Um, towards the end of the season, I think every team kind of has you know kind of like a stinker during the season. I think it's a it's a big opportunity after probably what will be an emotional week leading up to that Penn State game. I could see that as kind of a letdown game for Maryland, um, and, and Nebraska kind of jumping on them with with the physical style of play in a tough environment. So, um, so that's what I see as Maryland's. Uh, I guess that would be their third loss of the season.
1: Nebraska, they're they're a weird team. Obviously, last year was really weird and disastrous. And then Matt, you know, Matt Rule comes in. He's trying to rebuild that program. But I think you hit the number one thing. Whenever I speak, people like they're like Nebraska, like that is like one of the best football environments in the entire country. Um, and it kind of seems like maybe a spoiler game. It's gonna be really difficult for Maryland. And I feel like I'm copying you with this, and I promise I'm not, Emmett. but I, I had the same thing penciled in. I, I think Nebraska kind of takes advantage of a Maryland team that's kind of a, a ton of emotions uh, for the Penn State, trying to build to, to an 8-9 win season. And I think Nebraska somewhat easily uh, deals with Maryland.
2: And I, I think something interesting is, I think up to this point in the season, every single opponent that Maryland has played it has a new starter at quarterback. Um, I just think that's kind of an interesting thing, considering now we're heading into our fourth year with uh, Talia, but Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Yeah. You guys mentioned, you know, difficult place to play coming off an emotional week. I still have Maryland edging uh, Nebraska out slightly just because that defense was so kind of pitiful last year. I think Maryland will be able to kind of have their way with them, but also um, with Jeff Sims coming in at quarterback uh, Marcus Satterfield at offense coordinator, that's going to be kind of a ground and pound kind of team. Um, I could see them kind of running Maryland out of the stadium, but, I have I do have Maryland winning this one so I guess I'll disagree with you guys again.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I think yes. what
1: if do we all have Maryland 7 free head into the Michigan game now? I think we do, right? I think so. we?
0: Okay. What what column what, what games do you have uh do you have Maryland losing just just to refresh my memory? Uh obviously, you know, Penn State, Ohio State and Illinois. Okay. Yeah, That's right. Time. So, yeah, so we we we're, we're we flip on the Illinois versus Nebraska, yeah. which one of those will be a loss pretty much.
2: Right. Well,
0: so, um, Michigan is the week after, and, and Maryland returns home for what will again be one of its toughest, you know, games of the season. One of one of its toughest opponents of the season. Um, Michigan last year it was a close game when Maryland played Michigan at Michigan. Um, I obviously Maryland played a pretty good game outside of you know a couple big mistakes that ended up costing it, and Michigan did not play a great game. Um, I personally chalked that a little bit and I and I I was predicting in the week coming up to it. I chalked that up a little bit to the fact that Michigan for the last couple of years and and for the next couple of years in the future has not played a single even remotely competitive team in its non-conference schedule. And JJ McCarthy just didn't look comfortable. I don't think that that team had really found its groove yet, like it did later in the year. Um, so I'm not taking too much away from the fact that it was a close game last year. I think Michigan wins this game uh probably pretty handily. The one route I see, and I don't want to take this if one of you guys were going to say it, but the one route I see to a good game is the same reason why Maryland played Ohio State close the last time, the last two times they came to College Park, just because it's the look ahead game for the Ohio State game for Michigan, um, and you know perhaps maybe they don't take Maryland too seriously, especially if they're coming off consecutive losses.
1: Colin, oh, go go ahead because I, I think I'm going to have the most interesting take here.
2: Okay. Um... Yeah, um, I again agree with Emmett. Don't think this is going to be a competitive game. Like it, you know, it was last year. Last year was a fun game, but you know, with JJ McCarthy coming into his junior season now, they probably have the best running back duo, you know, in the entire nation. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Um, I just, I, I think, I think uh, Michigan can beat Maryland with the air on the ground. Defensively, they're bringing back a ton of players. They're kind of loaded at every position. I just kind of see this as the least winnable game for maryland honestly
0: you, you would you say this is more least winnable than, than at ohio state at ohio state is the one i have circled as the blowout like every season is going to have the huge blow and i look at that one as, as the
2: i i see ohio state being more likely to be a blowout but i just don't see an avenue where kind of michigan loses this i, th- I think there's a way where you know michigan only wins by 10 or something but i like I, I just i just don't see a way where maryland can win this game
0: got gotcha.
1: you Andrew, yeah.
2: i think i know what you're about to say
0: and i and i don't want to hear it come out of your mouth so so, so, so say you, say say your pick for the uh, the the michigan at maryland football game oh it's
1: well, no no I, I don't think okay I, i'm gonna i'm gonna preface this by saying like going with this i think michigan is the best team in the country i
2: you think, think J. You're J. McCarthy, than
1: georgia i think michigan is the best team in the country and i think jj mccarthy is going to be a Heisman nominee with that said, with that said, Maryland, I feel like, look what happened last year, and this is one of the biggest, it's going to end up being one of the biggest games for Maryland uh, in the past few years, and again, it's right before that Ohio State game for Michigan, I think Maryland battles Michigan, I think it's going to be one of the games of Maryland season, but I, I think and I think Michigan prevails and I, I I think I think so. Don't I know you're going to, have to call me crazy? I don't think Maryland's going to win, but I think it's going to be an unbelievably competitive game. Not like you guys are saying in a, like, in a blowout. I think we're looking one possession possibly overtime at home, which is really the Michigan home game. But I think this is Maryland's most intense, closest game of the season, and I think it's going to be so far from a blowout. But Michigan does just prevail.
0: Interesting. I was fully preparing myself for you to say that Maryland yeah. was going to beat Michigan right there. <laughs>
1: Well, here's the thing. I, I think we look at every year, you kind of look, all right, when, when you look at the big three games, can Maryland win one of those three games, right? And I think the unfortunate thing for Maryland, Maryland may have their best team in five or so years, but Michigan, Michigan Penn State, Ohio State – or also this kind of happens to be a year where they're all going to be competing in the t- in the top five. So it's kind of that's kind of the frustrating part uh, for Maryland. It's when you think you have a chance, these these other teams are kind of in a different stratosphere all at the same time. So I think if it wasn't for that, I think I think Maryland would get a Big Three win this year. But if, because of just how elevated those teams are, I don't think Maryland can get one.
0: I'm interested? I would love to uh, to debate the Michigan's the best team in the country uh, statement, but but obviously we got to keep this this podcast somewhat focused on on Maryland stuff. But, uh, so we all have Maryland, Maryland losing to Michigan in the penultimate game of the season. So, um, that would have them at
1: what seven Seven and four four
0: after starting seven and one, um, you know, three straight losses then headed to Rutgers, which has kind of become the last game of the season for, you know, Maryland, it's become the, the de facto "quote unquote" rivalry game, if you want to call it that, um, they're the protected rival if the Big Ten decides to keep its scheduling format with the with the new teams coming in. Uh, Colin, do you want to uh, give your pick for Maryland at Rutgers end the season?
2: Yeah, um, I, I would. I would assume that we're all in agreement here. But I mean, with back to back blowout wins for Maryland in the last two, you know, end of the regular season games, I think Maryland comes, you know, comes in this game and kind of handily beats. Uh, Rutgers, I just don't see an avenue, you know, where Rutgers wins. You know, new quarterback again, uh, as we've kind of been a common theme. But you know, I I just don't see Rutgers winning this game.
0: Andrew,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I I I completely agree with you. and I think Maryland finishes off the regular season with eight wins and then puts himself in a position to have a nine win season, which I think is something that they kind of have to. I know they they won't say they're happy with that, but I think that's a season that you know Maryland fans really can't complain about. But I think just away from Rutgers, I think an interesting thing that we all have is, so Emmett, so you had Ohio State beating the rails off of us. Um, I, I I think Penn State's going to destroy Maryland. And Colin, you think that Michigan is going to blow us out. It's very interesting how we kind of have those three different perspectives.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you guys, just for the record. You know, I don't need to get too much into the details, but I think Maryland will be Rutgers again, I think. Maryland is just better than Rutgers. Um, mm-hmm. There was there was a time a couple of years ago where perhaps you would look at those two teams as peers. I think we're way past that at this point. Um, I want to pose a, a question to both of you guys. We all have them finishing eight and four, which would mean they're going to a bowl game with a chance to win nine games in a season for the first time. I mean, maybe what, since like 2001 or something like that? I don't have it off the top of my head, but um, but what would you think constitutes a more successful season? I saw this on Twitter recently. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was, but, but someone was, was arguing about, um, what would be a more successful season for Maryland to win nine regular season games, go nine and three, or to go eight and four and beat one of Penn state, Michigan, Ohio state, you know, if we're assuming they win a bowl game, so to have a 10 win yeah. season or to regardless of what happens in the bowl game, beat one of Michigan, Penn state or Ohio state, I, Wait. I, I no, can, no, go home, in go. Mine if you want real quick, um, just while you guys are thinking about that, my opinion would yes. be that you have to have a signature win to point at for yeah. um, for it to be a truly memorable year, which is what you want. And I'm just looking down at the schedule and, you know, I see a number of wins. I see eight wins on here that I'm predicting, but I don't see any of them that are really going to move the needle. And mm-hmm. I don't see a win that would make anyone that's, you know, an AP voter or, or someone in the national media look at Maryland's schedule and say anything other than, they beat the teams that they're better than and lost all the teams that they're worse than and really nothing that would change the perception of Maryland too much. Uh, so, so I'm interested in what you guys think, but that's just kind wait, of
1: what i Wait, ju- just to clarify. So you, are you saying have eight regular season wins, but a win against one of those three teams in it?
0: Let's say, yeah, let's say nine and three okay. with losses to Michigan, Penn state and Ohio state or eight and four
1: with, another
0: loss in there to a team or maybe two extra losses in there, but you beat one of the teams. Maybe you're not supposed to.
1: So a chance to go have nine. So a chance to go into a bowl game with a chance to have nine wins and a signature win on your resume. I, I think that that's the more impressive route in my, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Emmett, I completely agree with what you said. Um, It doesn't mean anything. If you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, if you beat all these mediocre to bad teams in the big 10 and, Non-conference scheduling—that nobody cares about that. But if you go in and you beat one of these powerhouses like Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, people are going to be talking about that for you know until the next year. You know, until they have to you know prove that they're better than you and and beat you again. So I absolutely agree with you guys and think that beating any of those three programs
1: would be kind of massive for Maryland. And just and just to put the eight nine win thing into perspective, Maryland hasn't won uh, nine games since two thousand ten. And in the millennium, uh, they, they've only won uh, eight games. They won nine in 2010. Um, They won nine in 2006 and eight in 2008 in the ACC. And then they had those, you know, the three years from the 2000, 2003 under, um, you know, when they they made the orange bowl and whatnot. So that's not not
0: including bowl wins. I take it.
1: uh, That is not including bowl wins, but even, but even so put that into perspective, I think you have like right. If you have eight wins with a signature win, you're having one of your best seasons in a decade as well.
0: Let's say they lose the bowl game. Would that change your change your opinion?
1: Um. So you finished eight and five. You finished eight and
0: five, but with a win over, let's say, you beat uh, Penn State hmm. at home or something like that.
1: I th- uh, yeah, I think I would still take it again. I know you don't want to kind of look at history because I think you have to look towards the future, but just kind of as like an, Amer- an American, a Maryland football perspective, I think that's a season like you have to be happy with. Right.
0: I would agree with you for the record. I think this season, you know, you want, you want to upgrade the the win totals obviously, yeah. but this season is if more than anything in my opinion about proving that Maryland football is on a trajectory, like a real trajectory to one day be competitive. They're not going to get to a sustained level where they're going to be on Ohio state or Michigan or Penn state's level. Cause it's just, they have so far to go to do that, but yeah. just to prove that, that they're that they're close enough that they can beat those teams, I think is, uh, mm-hmm. is something that, that, that Maryland football needs to go about uh, proving this year, in my opinion. But yeah, I think that's everything for this episode, unless you guys have anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we sign off um, next week is the first Maryland football game on September 2nd against Towson. Like we said, it's not going to be the most interesting game to watch. I'm assuming The stadium won't be super packed and, you know, people will probably be tuning out halfway through, but, uh, but it'll definitely be be interesting to see Maryland football back on the field again. So, so I'm certainly looking forward to it. And uh, one of you guys want to, want to sign us
1: off for the week. Holland, it's your, it's your guest appearance. Sign us off.
2: Don't know how to sign us off. So I'm going to pass that right back to you, Andrew.
1: (laughs) Thank you guys for listening in to another episode of the Testudo Talk podcast. Next week uh, we'll get into our game previews, um more much more in depth stuff uh, with and I and thank you again.